Steph and Kate from Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. We hope you're all doing well today. We are, um, we're doing okay. We're a little grumpy today. Yeah. So we're going to talk about just shit that's on our mind, if that's okay with all of you today. <laughs> yeah, today's going to be like a little bit of a... Just a rant. Just a rant. But I think essentially what we're talking about is relationships assumptions and communication yes so we're gonna like piss and moan with some perspective today yeah <laughs> I like it. <laughs> it's been quarantine so a lot of people you know have been cooped up for most of the year we're trying to get back to normal life uh, communication might have been really good during quarantine it might not have been it kind of depends on your situation like communication in general and relationships is so important. Mm-hmm. So important. But I think quarantine made it worse for a lot of people because we all kind of went into survival mode. Definitely. And I feel like if you were already in a relationship going into quarantine, mm-hmm. you probably struggled a lot harder than someone who got a new relationship at the beginning of quarantine. Because in the beginning, all you do is communicate. You don't know anything about each other. So it's easier to speak. Mm-hmm. So like, there's no expectation. It's mostly conversation. I think also with being in quarantine, your entire relationship as you're starting in quarantine would have been a hundred percent communication because you couldn't actually see each other. Yeah. Either that or you just like hunkered down, coupled up and found out after a few months if it was going to work or not. I've heard a bunch of people doing that too. They went on a few dates and they're like, oh, I think it's just like to quarantine with you. And I was like, wow, that's so brave. Yeah. A guy on my radio show, he met the love of his life. They just kind of decided they were going to quarantine together. And I mean, they're technically living together. So good for them, man. Yeah. I think it's quarantine has been fucking rough. Very rough rough everyone lost their outlets right like if you used to go to the gym Mm -hmm. exercise class maybe you had like a group that met once a week just your community in general yeah that support that you would have externally and yes we can use zoom and we can use the telephone but it is not the same in any way no definitely not it's nothing like having a drink with somebody crying with somebody or screaming with somebody or (laughs) laughing with somebody it's It's a different, you get to connect differently. Absolutely. It's one thing to watch somebody do it through a screen and be like, oh, that sucks. But when they're with you, you feel their energy and you feel it with them. Well, yeah, and you can get like a big hug if you need it or like a little smack in the head. (laughs) I think that is a big part of it too. It's that physical connection of getting a hug from a friend or, you know, sitting on a couch, sharing a blanket and wine and just talking or whatever. Yeah. And I feel like too, during quarantine at the beginning, you might've been snuggling with your partner and communicating. So you're both kind of like, people didn't really know what was going to happen or what was going on. We all thought it would last a week or two. It would be fun. Yeah. And then come like the third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Yeah. What month are we on now? I don't even know. know. Weeks going into it. We're on month eight. Month eight. That's a long time. Yeah. You can kind of probably get used to being in your quarantine bubble like your social distance even with the people in your house mm-hmm. aka sometimes your partner or children or children or other family or friends or roommates yeah anybody really it's like so much time together you start to kind of disconnect yeah. stop communicating because you need space i think that's one big thing is that people need personal space 
And during quarantine, it's really hard to get that. Yeah. And I think during quarantine, you realize how much personal space your partner actually needs versus Mm -hmm. how much you thought they needed. Because in day-to-day life, we're all busy. And we we create our own space. Yeah. And we get a little bit more alone time. Like a lot of moms stop in a parking lot and they just sit there for 20 to 30 minutes between errands. I've done that a few times. Yeah. Sometimes they cry, sneak a donut, maybe grab like, you know, a burger from McDonald's. Or they just sit there in silence and get some alone time in between the day. I'm sure a lot of men take the long way home from work or they stop off and have a beer or, you know, a lot of people have an outlet every day to kind of get some time to themselves. And then when you're quarantined, it's very different. Yeah. And your alone times might not sync up. Like your partner might want to be alone, but you don't understand that every day at one o'clock, they generally have an hour to themselves. And now you're interrupting on that hour, but then your partner will feel neglected Mm because we're all assuming, you know, this person's just being grumpy. They don't want to spend time with me. But in reality, if you just ask, they'd be like, you know what? I normally get an hour to myself this time of day. So if you wouldn't mind, I'm just going to go read a book or whatever. See you at two o'clock. Communication, right? Or just Mm -hmm. without even your partner asking, just say, you know, normally this is my time where I do this. Mm -hmm. And so I still really need that space. It's more of a boundary mm-hmm. with your communication. Setting some good boundaries. But I think it's also hard, depending on what your situation is, to set those boundaries. Like some of us have kids still at home, not going to school. And so that means there's no time. Yeah. Separately. Or you've got, you know, other, maybe you're taking care of older relatives or you're, I think actually part of it too is some people got to go back to work. Some people are working from home. That changes things too, because before you're leaving the house and at least that was some independence. Yeah. And then if one of you got to go back to work and one of you is not working, that also creates an issue. Well, too, and I think when you're used to working outside of the house and then you're working in the house. That's hard. The person you live with or your kids, they might think that you're home all day, but in reality, you're trying to work and be home all day. It's like two different jobs. Yes. And then you're in your environment. So it's like you can't keep it all perfect. And at least like when you can leave the house, you forget about the dishes that mm-hmm. you left in the sink the night yep. before you, you know, you have just time to kind of discharge from your home space mm-hmm. and then you can come home and kind of deal with it. I think too, there is a, again, it's a boundary thing where, you know, you work during these hours and then the rest is whatever you choose it to be. But when you're working from home, you're kind of always working you're kind of always on house duty. You're, you know, you never turn off. Well, yeah. And like your kids, like your husband, your wife, if they're used to you being gone and then when you're home, you're available, mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of set that work boundary because it's like, well, you're home. You can't take 10 minutes for me or you can't take a half an hour Yeah, or hundred percent, you know, or you're working late again. It's like, well, if I was working late and I wasn't in the house, you may not notice because you're actually not normally home at this time or, mm-hmm you know, somebody else would get the kids or it's just a lot of like, you need a lot more communication, but we're all kind of becoming socially dysfunctional. Oh my goodness, for sure. And I think that's part, yeah, for sure. We're all shutting down on our communication Mm. because we're also all so stressed. Yeah. And sick and tired of talking about the same old stuff. Yeah. And overwhelmed with everything. Yeah. And there's not much to like 
I mean, there's a lot to look forward to if you want to get into the whole gratitude, but we're here to bitch (laughs) today. So like, really, there's nothing to look forward to. We don't know what the holidays are going to look like, whether Mm -hmm. you celebrate Christmas or Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate. You don't know what the holidays are going to look like. If you normally have a big family, now you can see maybe 10 people, maybe less by then. Is your job still going to be around if you're trying to purchase gifts and things for people for the holidays? Should you be doing that? Who knows what's going to happen two or three weeks from now? Yeah. Masks, vaccines. Thank God this election is over. Yeah. So hopefully yeah. in a couple months, we'll stop hearing about that. No matter what side you're on, I'm just sick of hearing about it. It's like, there's just one thing after another. It never stops. No. I think you're right too. With holidays coming up, that's hard because a lot of people can't afford what they used to be able to afford or the worried about spending that money in case what happens? Do I have a job next month? Every there's no real safety or security right now for anything. No, and it's been a shitty year, and now you have like sad coming, like seasonal depression, yeah. like the darker hours. Yeah, and the holidays are always tough for, for a lot, lot of people. Yeah. That's why on January first we all celebrate like something magical is going to happen, but really that magical new day could be any day you choose it to be. That's right. We just decided to wait till after the darkest part of the year. It's very hard. Yeah. Imagine if you're somebody living by yourself right now. How are you going to function through holidays if you can't be with your family or you can't be travel back home? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're living in a country that isn't allowing you to leave. Or if you do leave, you can't come back because I know mm-hmm. that's being implemented in a couple of countries now that I've heard of that you can fine that's that's okay you can go but don't think you can come back till it's over yeah well when's it over nobody knows when it's over it could be 10 years yeah that, yeah it's so much to think about and no wonder everybody's cranky and bitchy and grumpy and just really hanging on by that thin thread that yeah it's like whatever problems you had before all this happened now you have like a thousand more problems and not many ways to like even for people who do therapy I know for myself, like my therapy hasn't been the greatest since COVID because Mm -hmm. I can't do it in person. And I like to be in person in a safe space. I don't like doing therapy in my own home Mm -hmm. over the phone or Zoom. It's like, you got to make sure no one's coming around the corner. What are you going to do it at work? Mm -hmm. Hope someone doesn't hear you in your office or you can sit in your car, but I'm like, I'm already depressed in my car all day. I don't want to do therapy (laughs) in there too. So it's like just little things have changed for people. And I think some of us have maybe found outlets doing stuff like online programs or Mm -hmm. online classes. A lot of people have changed careers because why not now? I mean, most of us were put off work unless you were considered essential. Um, I think a lot of people realize that the safety and security they thought they had in their profession doesn't actually exist when stuff like this happens. Yeah. Some people are changing something that maybe is online or is something that will last through that. Yeah, and some of us have found like other outlets and things to keep us busy, whereas other people, they really haven't. They've chosen to kind of just live day to day in it. Mm -hmm. So depending on where you're at in your household and how people are functioning, some people might all be in a little depression bubble together. Some people might have found some joy in something else, but it's taking away from something else. Yeah. Some kids might be thriving with online schooling. Some might be thriving in actual school but there's risks and benefits to all these situations so it's just a a big like circle yeah it's like a a, vicious circle 
And in therapy, they call it a dance. You just yep. keep going in like a figure eight until mm-hmm. eventually someone gets dizzy and yeah. gets out. <laughs> I think I think you're right though. Every single decision we make right now is based off of a list of what's the riskiest, what's going to have the most consequences. There's no easy decisions right now. Even going grocery shopping is not an easy decision. No. Do I have my mask now? Do we have our masks with our filters? You know, have I washed everything down? Do I wash everything when I down when I come home? Do I have to? Everything that used to be so easy has become a huge fucking chore. Yeah, it's yeah, it's become a world of risky decisions. And I think some people are just coasting because it's like, do I want to make a big decision? But then another bigger decision in the world happens for me. So it's kind of it's kind of like you're clinging to your people, but people aren't really dealing with anything because yeah. everything's scary. So it's like those little conversations you could have to fix something, mm-hmm. those end up being big, scary things. And we're assuming a lot yes. on what other people need and want because maybe it's what we need or want right now. Very true. But I or don't... maybe it's what the person wanted before, right? We make assumptions based off of what existed before, but this is a whole new territory for everybody. Yeah, I don't think anybody's getting out of 2020 without a lot of personal change whether it be good or bad, mm-hmm. something's changed in everybody. Absolutely. Since the beginning of this year. Do we even, you know, if you think about what you wanted at the beginning, say January, February, do you even want the same things that you wanted then? No. So, and I think that's where it comes into you with partners. You know, we think we know what our partners have wanted, but this year has changed so much for everybody that that discussion really has to happen is what do you want? What feels good for you right now? what do you need rather than assuming that what we needed last year is the same thing we need today. Yeah. Because I think a lot of time in quarantine gives you a lot of time to like Mm self-reflect whether it be outspoken or not. Mm -hmm. Everybody kind of realized something. Yeah. Things they have to deal with shit. They need to work on Mm -hmm. kind of just alone in my circle. So many crazy things have like happened or, been dealt with or have come to the surface this year and I think that's kind of what this little reset is all about is kind of shaking it up and being like okay when everything else is taken away who am I what am I Mm -hmm. what do I want my life to look like because really had a chance to think about that whereas before we were go 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 and so what do I want it to look like after this Mm -hmm. what feels good for me now that what can I leave that I didn't need before? What can I add that I didn't have before? And I think you're right too. It's like somebody checked the whole world. It like shook us all over the place. And it was like, here you go. Here's all your problems right at the surface. Fucking deal with them. Yeah. It's like, I used to be so attached to things, things, homes, objects. Like I'm a bit of a hoarder, organized, but hoarder. Like I'm even, I'm just looking around in here now. I've got more stuff to get rid of. But like even like moving and packing up my house, normally I'd be hiding stuff that I don't want thrown out. But now I'm like, you know what? Other than my Christmas decorations, because I love my Christmas decorations, I don't really care what goes. Like everything is replaceable. Yes, it's not necessarily economically or environmentally friendly to just get rid of all of your stuff and start over. But at the same time, I don't have any actual attachments to any objects in my home anymore. Whereas at the beginning of this year, I was like so like it's hard for me to throw anything out and now Mm -hmm. I'm just like chuck it all I just as long as I'm here 
that's what's important. Whereas before I kind of held attachment to things. I think that that actually is a really cool observation because I think I would say the same thing. Yeah. Well, it's like I couldn't go out for three or four months. I used to buy things to cope with life, like stay busy, shop. Stay busy, shop. (laughs) Stay busy, shop. It's like you take away the shopping and the busy. Mm -hmm. Who am I? Yeah. And then I realized, oh, I'm actually someone who doesn't like a lot of things. I like to buy them, but to actually keep it all. Like, this is my anxiety. This is why I'm going crazy. I'm like, that's why I always tell you, I just want four white walls and a bed with two pillows Mm because it would be clean. So I think that's why I like hotels so much. It's like I go in and there's like no clutter, just the essential stuff that I need. It's nice quality. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. Just clean. No Mm -hmm. clutter. So I think it's just like declutter 2020. Fuck yeah. Whether it be emotional, physical, mental. But it does come down to like that communication piece again. Even if you're communicating with yourself, Mm -hmm. you know, asking yourself, what do I really want? Mm -hmm. What can I leave behind in 2020? You know, we've got six or seven weeks left of this year. What am I leaving behind and not taking with me? Yeah. Like you said earlier too, we don't actually have to do that for January 1st. We could do that tomorrow. Yeah. But it's easier for people to think, okay, in 2021, it's going to be different. And so in 2021, what are you getting rid of? What are you changing? What boundaries are you going to set? Start asking yourself these questions so that you can actually be happy. Yeah. It's like we all make New Year's resolutions, but we don't actually know why. And does anybody stick to a resolution? No. But I think if you ask all those like important questions, like you just said, it's more of like, okay, you want things to be different this year. That's a great goal or objective. What do you actually have to change about yourself or put in place to ensure that's going to happen? What work do you have to do in order for this to actually be real? Because I bet you if most of us actually wrote down all of our New Year's goals and kept them, they're probably pretty much the same shit every year. Probably. Just just (laughs) same shit, different path. Yeah, exactly. Mine's always work less and that never happens. So I should probably just scratch it and be like, find work balance, you know, or... Right. As long as I love my work still, work as much as you want. <laughs> exactly. I don't remember where I heard it, but it was something along the lines of don't make resolutions or goals based on a negative outcome. So for what you just said, I want to work less. So less being the less. negative part of it. Mm-hmm. And so instead creating a better work balance or I want to work where doing something that I'm really happy with. And that fills my day with joy rather than feeling overwhelmed by it. So it's getting rid of the overwhelm. How do you get rid of the overwhelm? So it's reframing our resolutions to be positive rather than getting rid of or less than or. And when you start using the positive words, we actually tend to stick to them better. I remember reading a study about it. I should find it and post it in the group just because it was really interesting to hear how our brains work so differently when we use positive words instead of the negative side of it. Yeah. It's like the whole yes, no thing. Mm -hmm. You're not supposed to say no to kids. They're constantly hearing no, no, no. Instead of this is why we shouldn't do this. So it's like taking a bit more time, Mm -hmm. all that good stuff. So from our rant today, what are the key points? Communicate without assumption. So ask people what they need. Yes, I think that's a big thing. Ask people what they need. Ask yourself what you need. Yes, and don't assume that whatever your partner, child, friend, whoever you're talking to, what they needed yesterday or the month before or the year before 
is what they need today. Just ask, what can I do to make your day better? Or how can I help you today? Mm -hmm. Um, Instead of assuming, you know, Mm -hmm. exactly what they want. Um, I think that we can also bring into that. It's not just everyday life things that are important there. This comes down to our sex lives too. Because I think our sex lives have taken a hard hit. Yeah. Or they've changed significantly over COVID. And so we don't like the same things that we might have liked at the beginning of the year. Maybe we love them the same. Who knows? But just still really checking with your partner on that. What do you want? What feels good to you today? Mm -hmm. And applying it there as well. Yeah. Because I think that's something we always talk about communication with sex, but also communication in general overall. But don't forget that important piece too, because... Well, yeah, and like mental health and sexuality and stress are all hand in hand. So oh, yeah. the more stressed and drained your partner may be feeling, mm-hmm. they may need a different approach or just a different kind of vibe altogether. Maybe they just need more intimacy that day. And that's where the yes, no, maybe list comes in too. Yeah. Or the menu that we talked about earlier, whereas maybe today, maybe today you don't want to have sex, but maybe you just want to cuddle naked, right? We need yeah. different things right now to keep that intimacy intimacy is so important with our partners for sure in these really weird strange days they are very strange times they are so and yeah just kind of comes down to like asking people what they want meet people where they're at definitely meet people where they're at yeah if you're having a really energetic joyful day and your kids or your partner or whoever you're living with your roommate they're having a down day Mm -hmm. maybe try to like ask what you can do to bring them up a bit or do you just need space Mm -hmm. do you want someone to listen to you do you want me to fuck off for a bit like just yeah just really at this time it's to communicate don't assume what people need everyone's going through some deep mental emotional shit some of us are thriving good for you we're very happy for you too I know quarantine's helped a lot of people as well so there is a positive side we're just shedding light on some like the shitty stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can be thriving in one spot and not great in another spot. hundred percent. I know work-wise I'm thriving. I mean, most of my relationships are doing okay now. Mm-hmm. It's almost the end of the year. Balance most of that <laughs> stuff out, I think. So yeah, my more is just my struggle with myself to finish off 2020 mm-hmm. um, and asking myself those questions of like yeah. what I want and where I want to go what do we need and I think because the world has really been turned upside down the things that we thought that our goals were for the next five to ten years might not even be the same and that's hard for people to be like oh I've been working for this for so long and now this happened and I don't actually know if I want that anymore yeah do people question oh what's going on with my life if I've always wanted this and now I don't want it anymore that's hard for people to take into yeah Uh, well I know even for myself changing up like my businesses and things Mm -hmm. like that I had a major identity crisis I think I still am that's why I'm like taking a little bit of everything to kind of see where are my passions Mm -hmm. because I do love my job yeah Um, I love lots of parts of my job but it keeps me very busy so I'm just trying to figure out what is it about my life that I actually need to go mm-hmm. and what actually brings me joy. And if being busy brings me joy, then that's great. That's what happens. But I just need to figure out my own balance. Mm-hmm. And you know what that's all about because you're an entrepreneur too. Well, I think anytime that you work for yourself, mm-hmm. but also I think because you and I are both in professions where we want to help people. Mm-hmm. And so it's also hard to say no, especially this year, because how do you say no to people 
when they're struggling so bad. You don't. No, but then it comes at the expense of ourselves. Yeah, the whole burnout effect. Mm-hmm. I'm really trying to be there to support everybody, but forgetting to support ourselves through the process is... Yeah, and then you just get resentful and bitchy and hate everyone. It's like a it's like a dance again. <laughs> As, well, for sure. A little bit of a tango. And not that we ever are that way with our clients. Oh, no, no, no. It's just like it's more, it doesn't come out with the clients. It's more, it's you work so much. Yeah, you work so much that you resent yourself for taking on so much, mm-hmm. not so much the people. And then people around you start to get on you, like in your personal yeah. life. And then, and then you just kind of point the finger at yourself because you're the one who accepted all this responsibility. Knowing so, that it was going to be a lot. And I think the thing is that last year we probably could have handled it better because that extra stress and that extra thought processes that had to go into every single little thing now that, you know, it didn't exist then. We had a lot more mental space last year than we have this year. Well, and I think too, like people are realizing how busy they were mm-hmm. and like, it's hard to go from go, 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 go with your life mm-hmm. to all of a sudden nobody's going anywhere yeah to now you can kind of go places but like not really like mm-hmm. you might die you might not like it there's just a lot of and the conflicted beliefs right because you're always getting and everybody's very open to being like to say exactly what they think and judging you for doing something different which is also hard we're up against critical judgment all the time yeah i try not to um put my views or opinions about any of this on the internet I do read other people's Mm -hmm. and I can see valid points from everybody's point of view Um, but at the end of the day we don't know shit really no we We know what the media wants you to know or the doctor in the national inquirer or maybe it's actually the doctor who's in the government you don't know where anything's coming from everything's just like a meme did I say that wrong? I don't even know how you say it. Let's go with the memes, right? I think. I feel like I call it memes. Yeah. Memes. I don't know what it is. The, one of them is wrong, but I feel like I actually might have said it right this time for the first time ever. So sorry. I ranted a little bit and got <laughs> off track because I feel like I always say the wrong one and people are like, Steph, it's this. Um, but anyways, there's just a lot of false information out there. There's a lot of stress. So we just want to encourage you to find outlets, whether it be journaling or an online class or a Zoom date with your girlfriends, drinking wine, maybe a run. I don't run, but like some people like running. I think Kate likes to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's not really my kind of an outlet, um, but you could do that. Anything you can do to kind of just get some stress out, get some alone time or some together time if you need it. I think yeah, it's very important that we up our self-care game. Yeah, nourish your body, better foods, Mm -hmm. cheesecake on Sundays. (laughs) Just do whatever makes you feel happy. Yeah. Get outside in nature as much as you possibly can because it's the most grounding thing you can do. Yeah, especially now with the daylight getting shorter and shorter. It's important to get out there and get some sunshine. Uh, The ground is cold, but while you still can, you can put your feet on the grass. Mm -hmm. Go hug a tree. I was going to say, Kate always tells me to go hug trees. You guys might think I'm crazy, but when my daughter was younger, she had pretty bad anxiety through high school because she was such an overachiever and she tries so hard to be the best at everything she did that she would get into these 
funks. And so I would actually say, okay, that's it. We're playing hooky for the day and we're going to hug trees. And so we'd go into the forest and we'd hug trees. And you can really soak in all that energy from the tree. And I know people look at me like I'm batshit crazy and that's totally fine. It makes such a big difference. So seriously, go find a tree, hug a damn tree and hold on super tight till you feel it. And then you'll be like, oh, I know what Kate's talking about. She's not actually crazy. She's not crazy because I was having a really, really bad time once and she told me to go hug a tree. And I actually listened to her. I was like, (laughs) yeah, okay, girl, I'll just go hug a fucking tree. Like I got nothing to lose. And you know what? Wasn't the worst experience of my life hugging the tree. So totally changes things to where the point where my daughter actually has a tattoo of a tree on the back of her arm so that if she's ever having a shitty day, she thinks about her tree. She thinks about hugging trees. It's not the same as hugging a tree, but it makes her feel somewhat better until she can hug a tree. Yeah. There's lots of wisdom in trees. There okay. is. Maybe we'll like do a podcast on trees. On hugging trees. Smoking <laughs> trees, hugging <laughs> trees, <laughs> whatever kind of trees you want. I like it. All right. Well, thank you for letting us vent today. I know we might have gone on some tangents, but hopefully you got the key points. Um, Let us you- know how you're doing. Yeah, if you want to add to our rant or you want to give us some words of encouragement, we'll accept those too. Yes. You can uh, head over to our Patreon page and subscribe, our Instagram, our Facebook. It's all under either Cocktails with BB or Cocktails with a Blonde and Brunette. And really, let us know how you're doing. Yeah, reach out. How much wine are you drinking each week? (laughs) (laughs) Make us feel better about our own counts. But in all seriousness. If you need us, we're here for you. I think that's the biggest part of what we like to do is create this community. So yeah. just spill it. Spill the beans. Tell yeah. us whatever you need to get <laughs> off your chest. All right, everyone. Have an awesome, awesome day. And we will talk to you next week. Sounds good. We'll see you then. Ciao. Bye.